Hey, Praise Chapel Paramount, welcome to our podcast. Hey, this message is from our midweek service with Pastor Marcel Muniz of Praise Chapel Pasadena. He's uh, following along the lines of our series, Above All, with a message he's entitled, Above All Feelings. If you haven't checked out our Facebook or Instagram account, follow us at PC Paramount. Also check out our website at praisechapelparamount.com. Enjoy this message. Exactly. Like you guys are our family. Uh, we're all the way up in the foothills and you guys are such a great church. You guys are such a, a an amazing example for all of us um, to, to strive for man. And I'm so excited to continue to work for. I know we missed Harvesters this last year, but I'm looking forward to 2021. Hopefully we get do our, our Harvest Conference and, man, get together and just have a good time. So, uh, Pastor Omar, thank you for having us. Pastor Isaac, Pastor Rob, thank you for welcoming us and continuing to make us feel like family, even though we're all the way up to 710. Uh, man, it's a, it's a privilege. So it's it really is. I think the last time I was here, uh, you guys were doing the My Story. Right. It was such a... Man, did you guys... I think you guys redid it recently or no? You guys did videos. And I saw John's, man. Like, my story is such an awesome series, man. Uh, I, I actually came by, and they had me do my testimony, and I think I cried, like, 17 times, like, <laughs> in the first five minutes. Because it was just like, I don't know, like, you make me come and you talk about my, my past, my history, and it's like, yeah, of course it's going to get pretty raw. So, I, and, and, and unfortunately, because of everything that I've gone through, I, I, I guess I'm... I hate to say this, but I'm kind of like an emotional guy when I talk about that stuff. Uh, anybody else kind of, you know, don't, don't, don't look at me that way. A bunch of you guys cried when the Dodgers won. <laughs> we did it. You know, like, I just, <laughs> so like, I know, okay, so I, I might be the only one saying it, but uh, I know we got some emotional people in here. And, and sometimes I guess, I guess it works for me. And it works against me, I guess, when I, when I preach sometimes and, and I do share some of that stuff, sometimes it gets pretty heavy and, and it kind of connects with people, you know, and it really just like draws something out, right? But then I guess on the other hand, it doesn't really work so well, kind of works against me because I'm like spending 20 minutes crying throughout the whole sermon. <laughs> so uh, I d- I d- on that note, my, my sermon today, I know you guys are in your Above All series and I love it. I, I saw the other one, it was like Above All Talent. Um, and, and I missed the last one, but I, I, love, I love the subject. And so today I want to talk about above all feelings. Above all feelings, okay? Uh, that God is above all feelings. And, um, and, and, it's, and, and I know like there's, there's this camp that will say, yeah, so don't ever feel anything. Be a robot. Never make any kind of choices. The faith and, and feelings don't go hand in hand. But I would say that, yes, God is above all feelings, but he's not against all feelings. Okay. And so that's kind of what I would like to present to you. I mean, you could look in scripture and how God validates feelings, how he says, be angry, but don't sin. He's not saying don't ever get angry. He's not, he's, he's almost like validating, you know, just what comes natural sometimes. Right. But he's saying, but you still have to live a godly life. Right. So we're not here to, to, to dunk on anybody for having emotions, but we are here to say that God is above those emotions, even though he's not against all emotions. Amen. I mean, even in Matthew 22, and I'm going to pray right now. Some of you guys are like, hey, dude, he hasn't prayed. So I'm going to pray right now. Let me just go through this really quick. Uh, Matthew 22, 37, Jesus says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. It's like this holistic thing. So your mind, your heart, and everything, including your feelings, we've got to use those. 
to honor God. So let's just pray as we jump into this. Amen. Father, we thank you in Jesus' name for your goodness. We thank you that, that we could trust you, um, that your word is a, is, is a lamp unto our feet, that your word is, a, is a, the, the solid foundation on which we could make our decisions in, uh, on. And, and I pray anybody in this season, Lord God, who, who might be in their feelings, who might be feeling the worst, you know, like that the, that the world has thrown up, maybe the past is coming up and making people feel a certain way. I pray in Jesus' name, God, that you would give them liberty. You give us, Lord God, direction. You give us, Lord, the freedom that comes with trusting you and knowing you in Jesus' name. Amen. So along with the above all feelings, and, and he's not against all feelings, I, I, the proposition that I would like to present to you is that um, your feelings can either help your faith or hinder your faith, okay? So depending on how you manage them, depending on how you harness them, they're either gonna help your faith or they're gonna hinder your faith. And the, the scripture that I would like to present to you guys, uh, and, and please give me grace as I may be drawing parale parallels, uh, and, and, I, and I'm just taking the liberty to draw just like a principle or just like a, a thought here, if you will. Uh, uh, give me the grace, if you will, to, to go through this. So check this out. In, in Acts chapter nine, verse 36, there's this, there's this believer. Her name is uh, Tabitha, and she's just an awesome uh, woman of God. Uh, and, and, and it goes on to show right here in verse 36. There was a believer, in, in Joppa uh, named Tabitha, which in Greek is Dorcas. She was always doing kind things for others and helping the poor. About this time, she became ill and died. Her body was washed for burial and laid in an upstairs room. But the believers had heard that Peter was nearby at Lydda. So they sent two men to beg him, please come as soon as possible, exclamation point. So obviously I'm kind of highlighting that because the, the verbiage at the end of that, like we, we see that there's this lady that these people care about, right? They went as far as like, you know, preparing her and doing all the, the work for her. It doesn't say she had her own family to, to do that for. It's just kind of saying like, maybe it's like the church is doing that for her. And you, you could kind of see the verbiage like has saying that they're begging Peter to come. Like that, to me, that's chock full of emotion. The, 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 not only are they begging him, they're rushing him. I need you to get here as soon as possible, ASAP as possible. I, and then at, on top of that, throw on your exclamation point. Do you guys know what that means? That's almost like talking in full caps, like texting in full caps. There's a lot of emotion. Imagine you, 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 you're hanging out with the boys and then you, you're, you're out late and then your wife sends you a message, full caps. There's some emotion, there's some feeling in that text message. So right here, we see that there's like, man, th th these people are feeling something. They cared about this lady and, 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 it's, and it's evident in how they're requesting and they're, they're, they're pleading with Peter to come because they wanna see a miracle. And what I wanna present to you right here is that it started with the feeling, right? There's this feeling here, which fueled faith. This feeling of, of and their care for her, and man, we want to see a miracle in, in, in her life. And that actually fueled faith, active faith for them to go and reach out to Peter and request a miracle to come and, and be done in her life. Her, the feelings was the start. It was the fuel to faith. And, and if you don't believe me, you know, like, okay, this is just one example for you guys who are just like, you know, it's got to be like, you got to be solid, right? So check this out. How did Jesus... When Jesus saw the, 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 the crowds, 
right? Uh, let me let me share with you guys really quick in Matthew six verse uh, in Matthew chapter six verse thirty. When he saw the crowds and the multitudes, what did he feel? Compassion towards them. So therefore he acted. There was a feeling and then he acted. He, he ministered to them. Let me ask you another question. What about Nehemiah? When he heard the bad news about his hometown, what did he feel? He felt awful. He felt terrible. He felt so shamed. He, he repented before the Lord and then he took action. Feeling was a fuel to his faith. Okay, um, one more, one more here. Hopefully I get it. Uh, Peter, even when Peter preached uh, the, the first Holy Ghost message to all the people in time, I'm like, man, you know, Jesus has risen from the dead in there and he's poured out the Holy Ghost. And then the Bible teaches that the guys were what? Cut to the heart. It hit him right in the feels. And therefore, after the feelings, they, they, they use that to fuel their faith. So I want to let you know, man, like being emotional, having feelings, man, it's not all that bad. That in fact, that you could actually leverage your feelings for faith. Amen. I don't believe that God is against your feelings, but he is above them. But this to me is like an invitation to start using your feelings to fuel your faith. Like, like if you're in a thankful state right now, despite COVID and, and all that, man, Start tithing. Like use that thankfulness. You, if you feel 100% blessed, like just God is just with me, just like hashtag blessed. Use that blessing to bless someone else. Like use that feeling to start like generating faith in action to bless someone else. There's so much that like, like if, if you've come into this church and they've made you feel like a million bucks, which they've done to me, Right? Uh, if you've come in here and they've welcomed you and they, they may or may not know some stuff about you and yet they still loved you, they still care about you. They know how, how, how awful you are as a spouse yet they'll still uh, honor you and they'll help your wife honor you and they still love you and they still care for you, right? Like if you feel that love and you feel that, man, maybe you should start like translating that and using that as fuel to start serving and pursuing your calling. But you know what? It's not actually just the good feelings that you could actually act on. <laughs> Honestly, uh, I think the older you get, like the, the less you laugh, <laughs> the less like fun. <laughs> we were just, no, I don't want to, no, I was the best one. Me and my wife were like whispering to each other and like, man, remember the good old days when we could go on dates and just have fun? <laughs> <laughs> so the kids, man, you can't even literally walk outside without like one of them having like one shoe, zero, like half of a shirt. I don't even know how it happens. So, so <laughs> I feel like the older you get, like the more, and it's not just the older, whatever. I'm just saying there's a lot of negative feelings that we also process, that we also experience in life. And guess what? You could also use those feelings to fuel your faith. You feel disappointed in this season? You feel shame that you made a decision you shouldn't have made? You feel guilty? You have conviction every time you come to service? Feel depressed? You feel inadequate? You can use those to fuel your faith, to start saying, you know what? 
I'm not, I'm going to use that conviction. I'm going to use that, man, I dropped the ball. I, f- I failed my wife again. I hate feeling like this. I'm actually going to do something to change about it. Like on the subject of inadequacy, like I'm sure all of us are on social media and guess what? You see all these people who have all the stuff, whose life is just pe- perfect. And you feel, do you, does anybody feel, or is it just me? You feel inadequate? I think the first thing that some of us will do, we'll, like we'll do the godly thing. Oh, I rebuke inadequacy. I rebuke the comparison. <laughs> but is it possible that that gap is for real? That that person is actually better than you? Because they put in the work, they put in the dedication, they are just a godly person, a godly man or a godly woman and not trying to show off, they're just doing what they're doing. And instead of just like brushing that off, oh, I'm just going to dismiss that as like, oh, that's the enemy trying to hit me with inadequacy. No, that's for real. Maybe you should use that feeling of inadequacy to start putting in the work, to start being a man of God, start being a woman of God, so that men stop hating on people, whoever's getting opportunity, so that you could get up here after you put in the work. For real, so it's just, it's not always the devil saying, like throwing that at you. Maybe we really aren't as good and we can catch up and use those feelings to fuel our faith. For me personally, and I was gonna be completely honest, like I've, I've, <laughs> I've struggled with uh, discretion. So, <laughs> so, so, and I've said stuff uh, even over the pulpit about certain things that I probably shouldn't have said. No, no, I probably, that I shouldn't have said. Like, no doubt, I shouldn't have said that. And then I'm like, I remember getting off the, 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 the pulpit and be like, oh God, what did I do? <laughs> what did I say? And like, and the feeling like this wave of embarrassment and the shame came over because like, I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to like loose lips sink ships. Like, I don't want to be that guy that, that, that like, that weak link that nobody could trust. And I'm like, man, I feel so awful. And so after the last five times I did it, I, I, <laughs> I was like, you know what? I don't want to do that again. I'm going to use that feeling of embarrassment, having to call whoever and be like, I'm sorry, I said this. I shouldn't, I shouldn't have said this. I'm going to use that to grow. All right? You could do the same. You feel whatever you're feeling, use that to fuel your faith, amen? So again, I believe your feelings could actually help your faith. I'm not saying feelings equal faith, not at all. I'm saying they can help. They could, they could lead and they could be a start and be fuel for your faith, amen? On the other hand, though, we'll see right now in a second, your feelings could actually hinder your faith. So as we continue in, in, in this verse here, and, and I felt like it was more like a conversation. And sometimes I preach more of like that, like it's just some of the thoughts I'm having. And so I appreciate you guys for hearing me out on this. Uh, in verse 39, it talks about, uh, so Peter returned with them. And as soon as he arrived, they took him to upstairs, excuse me, they took him to the upstairs room. The room was filled with windows who, uh, windows, widows, <laughs> who were, I need glasses, like, who are, you know, I'm playing Call of Duty. I'm like, he's right there. He's right there. I really need, I think I do need glasses. With widows who are weeping and showing him with the coats, 
what am I? Yeah, and showing him the coats and other clothes Dorcas had made for them. But Peter asked them all to leave the room. He asked them all to leave the room. Then he knelt and prayed, turning uh, to the body, said, get up, Tabitha, and she opened her eyes. When uh, she saw Peter, she sat up. He gave her his hand and helped her up. Then he called in the widows and all the believers, and he presented her to them alive. So do you see what happened here? These, these, these widows, they, they got Peter in the room. He's about to like pray. They're, they requested for him to come through and like do a miracle. And yet they're like in the way. They're in the way, like crying about the, like the sentimental like items. They're in the way. And they're actually hindering the very miracle that they requested because of their feelings. Is that crazy? What does that say about us? Could we get in the way of our own miracles that we want in our own life, for our own family, for our own church because of our feelings? Could we hinder those miracles? Is that possible? I mean, again, although he is not against your feelings, he is most certainly above your feelings. God is above your feelings. And where we we get in trouble is where we we prioritize and we, we put our feelings above God, his word, his will, his purpose, his plan for our life. And we just get stuck there. And guess what? We end up hindering our own promise, our own move of God, our own miracle. They're not, our feelings aren't superior to the Lord. And if we're not careful, our feelings could actually hinder our faith. I mean, just think about this. So Tabitha, she, she did good works. She did kind things to everyone, Right? She also gave to the poor. Is it possible that the widows that were in the room were recipients of those kind uh, gestures? They were recipients of that, maybe the, whatever money, food, whatever. I don't know what it, like she was just giving to the poor. So is it possible that they were recipients of it? And is it possible that like if, if she came back, that she would continue to do good things for them con- and continue to give to them? So the very thing that she, that she wanted or these people wanted they, and they were going to benefit from, they were interfering with it. And this is, again, this is, I like to use other scripture to, to kind of like stand this up. Let me ask you, how close was Naaman to missing his miracle? How close? Because he got offended. He got so mad that someone didn't honor him and esteem him the way he felt he should have been esteemed. This close to missing his miracle. What about Abraham? When he got all scared, oh, dude, his wife is so hot. Like, my wife is so hot. I got to think of a plan because they're going to kill me and just take you. I'm so afraid. So let me just make up this dumb plan. You're my sister. (laughs) I got it. And then the king's like, dude, I was, I was this close, bro. You don't even, you don't want to know how close I was. Again, is it possible that our feelings could hinder what God is trying to do in our life? So I love what Peter does. 
get out of the room. Get out of the room. Please, I just need you. I don't know how he said it. Like, I'd probably open it. Get. Like, so I'm on a phone call with my kids. I'm, dude, like, or phone call at work, teleworking, and then my kids come in. I'm like, dude, get out. I'm trying to do something here. And I think we have got to take that same disposition. That when there's those feelings that are trying to stop what God is trying to do in our life, you've got anxiety, you've got depression, you've got disappointment, you've got the past hovering over you. What you've got to start doing is saying, you need to leave the room because I want my miracle. I'm not slowing down. I want a miracle in my life and I'm not gonna let these feelings stop that from happening. We've got to do that. We've got to, put, we've got to put a stop to those feelings. Again, he's not against your feeling, but he is most certainly above all feelings. And back to the inaccuracy, like I know I, I kind of, like, I, I, I don't want to be dismissive, right? Like, yes, uh, we could learn from that, but at the same time, sometimes it is a lie, right? Sometimes those feelings of inaccuracy are like when you compare yourself to someone, you're just like, man, I'm not, how am I going to ever ante up? And yeah, sometimes you do have to kind of like kick that to the curb. Because I mean, think about this, the, the parable of the talents, right? When the, the, the farm owner, the landowner, the master, he gave five talents to one gentleman. Then he gave two talents to another and one to another. The, one, the guy with one, he didn't do anything, right? The guy was a, the guy was a loser. The guy with five doubled it. He hit those gains and he's at 10 now. The guy with two also doubled it. But what does his number look like? Does his, does his two turn into 10? Quick maths, turn into four. <laughs> same work, same dedication, two different outcomes. So do yourself a favor. You kick that inadequacy to the curb every once in a while if you're being faithful in what God has called you to do. Because then you're going to get all bitter and you get all mad and you start making up reasons. Well, oh, well, your pastor just favors that guy. Oh, just like, and you just start making up. You just get weird. You just get, people get weird. They do, man. So, but here's the problem, okay? So I'm gonna, I'm gonna I think I'm winding down here. The, here's the problem. What makes this tricky about these two things, about God or about our feelings, either helping our faith or hindering our faith, is that when I look at this story, I, and, I, and I may be wrong, can talk to me afterwards, uh, it feels like both of the, the helping and the hindering came from the same group. Like the same group requested the miracle to come and yet the same group was up there just crying about things and almost stopping the miracle from happening. And what makes this tricky is because isn't that who we are? (laughs) Is that not like our everyday? That we're up and then we're down. We're in our little roller coaster of feelings and emotions. That's who we are. And it makes it even like more difficult because in Proverbs chapter four, verse 23, it says this, above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. 
I was looking at different commentary, and, and one of the words of the I think is like labe, or that's the the Hebrew word for it, and it also means feelings, right? So above all else, guard your feelings for everything you do comes from it. But I'm like, how do you do that? How do you be the guard if you're also the thief? Like I'm also the thief who just comes in and just <laughs> I just messes up with my feelings. <laughs> like I can't, how am I gonna do that if I'm both? I can't trust myself. I believe we can't do it alone. Like notice who, who also, who, like how did the reaching out for the miracle happen? It was the group and, and the church, but there was two homies, the buddy system. If the buddy system doesn't work, I don't know what to believe in. The, these two guys, <laughs> Simpsons reference, please, thank you. So they went <laughs> and, and they, it was like a collaboration. Some of us, we need people in our lives to help us like tap into like what God is like touching and God is speaking into your life to help reach that miracle. That's why discipleship is so important. Get in connect groups, get connected with some leaders, get connected with your pastors. Don't miss messages because you never know how like that will minister you to, to like tap into like, yes, God has given me conviction. Yes, God has given me a calling. So therefore I can reach my miracle. And not only that, again, we have Peter come and say, just please, just do yourself a favor. Just exit. And we also need those people in our life to help cut some feelings out. <laughs> those, are, those are a little more difficult to work through. I actually overheard a conversation about someone saying, look, <laughs> I, I, was, I was playing games, right? And then we played like, with a bunch of people and I heard someone's wife ministering to someone saying, look, you can feel what you're feeling, but guess what? God is still gonna do something whether you're here or you're not. And I was like, dude! <laughs> that is hardcore, dude. Um, but it's kind of real. You're, this person was telling someone, get out of your feelings because they're gonna prevent you from experiencing the miracle that God has in your life. So yeah, our community, our 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 fellow believers. But finally, most importantly, we need the Holy Spirit. We need the Lord to be able to help us figure that out, to help us work through those feelings. Ultimately, I, I wanted to do this quick little demonstration. So I have a little flashlight here. Is it possible to get the lights kind of either off or dimmed down? It all comes back to God. It all comes back to Christ being the one who is the only one, really, who can save us from ourselves. Can we get more down or no, uh, Anthony? Thank you, sir. So I thought about it is like, okay, let's just pretend. Let's pretend I'm on a boat, right? And I'm trying to find land. And I got a little light here. Let's say the waves are like extremely rocky, right? Just, just going up. And let's pretend these are your emotions. You're gonna be able to see some. And they're gonna help you guide you a little bit. And then the next second, they're not. See some, help you a little bit. And the next second, not. They're gonna be completely 
unreliable. And this is why we need a constant source. We need that lighthouse to be able to direct us even when we're going like this, like, nah, 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 I know where I'm going. I know that if God is for me, who could be against me? I know that if I continue to trust his word, that I'm going to get to where I need to go, that if I believe that he is with me and I trust his spirit, man, I'm going to get that miracle. And so what we got to do is, yeah, like, let our feelings help, but ultimately continue to rely on the Lord. Amen? Come on, let's give Jesus some, some praise right now. So that's it for me. If you guys are watching online, uh, you guys can. You guys are dismissed. I pray that you'd be blessed. I pray that God would 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 minister to you. And and man, get connected. I don't know. Uh, they continue to have their live stream and, and all that. Man, stay stay plugged in, you guys. So without you guys, we we're gonna we're gonna go before the Lord. Uh, normally, I think people do like bow your heads, close your eyes. But can, can we all stand together, please? And now you can bow your heads, close your eyes. Um, so if you're here, I just want to let you know that God loves you. Again, I, I, I landed the plane on the fact that Jesus is the only constant. He's the, he is above all feelings. And he's the one who can see us through. I'm not trying to shame you for having feelings. I'm not trying, not at all. God has, has given that to you. But let's say you've lived a life led by feelings and whatnot, and you kind of just made decisions that have gotten you away or, or maybe have kept you away from knowing who Jesus is, knowing that freedom uh, uh, of, of accepting Christ as your Lord and Savior. If, if you've never accepted Christ in your life, or maybe you, you've made decisions that, that have kept you away, I want you to do me a favor. Can... can and you want to accept him right now. Let's say you want to change that. You want to, you want to turn that around and you want to accept Jesus and say, God, I need that constant light in my life. I need your guidance. I need your support. I need you with me because I'm going to mess this up if, I, if you're not in my life. And if you want to accept Jesus in your life, I want you to do me a favor with every, every uh, head bowed, eye closed. Could you do me a favor? If you're here and you want to accept Christ, do me a favor. Raise your hand. I see that hand. See, I see that hand. Two hands right here. God bless you guys. Amen. Another over here. Amen. Got some more back here, guys. Man, people who, God bless you. Thank you for your honesty. If there's anybody else, you just want to make that, that, that decision right now to accept Christ in your life. Turn something around. I want to give you the opportunity to just raise your hand if you haven't already. So, in community, you know what we're going to do? We're, I'm going to lead a prayer, and the entire church is going to back you up. We're going to say the same prayer with you. Amen? I'm going to lead a prayer, and if you guys can, if you rose your hand, say this with me. And together as a church, we're going to back up those people who did raise their hand, and we're also going to say it together. So if you guys can, please, please repeat after me. Say, Father, in Jesus' name, forgive me of my sin. I receive your word, your will, and your purpose for my life. Help me every day to honor you and put you first. Help me to know you in Jesus' name. 
Amen. Amen. Come on, let's give the Lord a hand right now, guys. What a blessing, man. I, I, thank you, guys. If you, if you did raise your hand, man, I'm telling you, like, I'm not just blowing smoke. This church is awesome. This church is great. And, and you would be crazy to walk out of those doors and not want to connect with people in here. You'd just be crazy. There's just so many people here that care, so many people that just want to see God move in your life. So I encourage you, man, there's leaders all over this place. There's other, like, if you have a friend, man, stay connected so that you can watch God move, amen? So after that, you guys are, are now, um, I would like to address, I don't know if anybody would want to pray or if you feel like, man, God spoke to you about something, about your feelings and working through them, harnessing them, not letting them just run wild and preventing you from experiencing your fullness of, of, of Christ in your life. If that's you, I would love to invite you here up here at the altar with me and, and, and we could pray. We're gonna have some leaders come and pray with you guys also. But if that's you, if God spoke to you, I invite you right now, let's, let's come down and let's be honest before the Lord. Let's be honest before the Lord because the last thing you wanna do is let your feelings run your life. Last time I checked, Jesus is the Lord and Savior. Now he's not just a Savior, but he's the Lord. He's the master, not your feelings. And right now you've got to make that exchange and say, Jesus, I give you that place of lordship. I give you that seat that you are the captain of my ship, Lord God. You you control how I operate, not my feelings, not, not the way my parents taught me how to respond to something, not the way the society is telling me I need to feel about something. God, your word, let it be a light into my path, Lord God. Let your spirit, Lord God, rein me in. Let your spirit put a watch on my words. Put, let your spirit put a watch on my mind and my thought patterns, Lord God. Let your spirit, let your people help me, God. Lord God, manage these feelings appropriately in a godly manner, doing everything unto the Lord. Hallelujah. Hey, thanks for listening to this week's message from Praise Chapel Paramount. If you want to stay connected, follow us online with Facebook and Instagram at PC Paramount or visit our website at praisechapelparamount.com.